welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dumbbells, your oh, yeah. snarky source for all things nutrition, fitness, wellness, and lifestyle. From damaged libidos to a-holes at your local gym and everything in between. Lots but more to the point, life outside of where you're swinging a dumbbell. That sounds great. That's pretty intelligent. <laughs> which, is, which, is, uh, which is to say, we're never going to talk about sets and reps and other people's sets and reps and how amazing some athletes are. That's exactly. the last thing I'm ever going to talk or about. Or how to execute a bench press. I could, I could give a crap when I'm not in the gym. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> so that's this. So what are we talking about today? We've been talking a lot lately because we know a lot of people that struggle in relationship mm -hmm. and um, we know some people that are actually thriving in relationships mm -hmm. and we haven't touched on a relational thing in a while. So um, issue mitigation. So I guess resolution, how, how actually, and I know early on we talked about um, working with your spouse and we talked about um, how to improve your marriage and mm -hmm. there's, there's all kinds of cues. And we've talked about selflessness, and we've talked about um, if you live with God in the center of your marriage, mm -hmm. that uh, you're never really doing things for the other person. You're doing them for God. Right. And if you have that kind of mindset, then things get relatively clear and mm -hmm. easy. But there's still a lot of people that struggle. And you had made some points um, just in talking about resolution right. and your thoughts on that. I don't think we can talk about this too much because if there's a relationship that sucks mm -hmm. and we have a relationship close to us that maybe might not have gone the way that it did, right. if there would have been better communication and better resolution. Right. And at the heart of it, we are selfish by nature. And we yep. all want what's important to us. And speaking from a man's position, I think that somewhere in the back of your head, it's like, man, when I get married, life's going to get easy because I'm going to have <laughs> someone to do all my stuff. You know, it's someone will take How's that working out? Someone, it's <laughs> completely the opposite of what <laughs> reality is. But um, there's no real clear picture. And if you model your parents, and my parents are divorced. My parents I mean, are divorced. So th there goes that. And my best friend, his first second third marriages are gone so you know our, our models on who we follow um and of course god was there the whole time and he wasn't the first attempt so i think because we saw so many marriages fall apart so quickly that we both made a very conscious effort to not be like that exactly so do you have what are your what are your normal thoughts because we just talked about this as far as um how do you, how do you communicate mm -hmm. and that for two people you and i don't we don't like conflict, no. and we don't enjoy. You had used the word. You had said um, it wrecks us. So when there's and actually something that comes up between us, yep, um, we're not right for the rest of the day. No. And and it's not like it got heated. It just I think there's a level of disappointment that we each fail for what we did for the other person. That it's difficult to walk around thinking I I messed up or oh, yeah. I didn't do this right or I didn't do something else. Yep. There's no worse feeling in the entire world for me than when someone who I genuinely love with all my heart and soul is upset with me for something I did. Not like I'm having a bad day and we got into an argument, but I said or did something that hurt them. Even once the forgiveness is there and we've moved on, I'll even carry, I'll carry it on my heart for a few extra days. Mm -hmm. And I will promise you it'll never be said or done again because it just, it, what it did to the other person rocks me so bad that I can't imagine doing that same thing to them. Multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. But when you end up in a situation where you're not being served, and it was something we heard in church at one point, it was about expectations. Mm -hmm. 
and it, think of this was back in the crazy Gilmore days. Yeah. And <laughs> if you set the expectation up front, what you expect yeah. of the person, you can avoid a lot of confusion because yeah. usually you'll walk into a situation like, man, I know Jen's going to have dinner done tonight. It's going to be awesome because I've been, I'm tired. I've been running late all day and you walk in the house and nothing's done. Right. And you're just like, all of a sudden now, instead of addressing it like an adult, you become a rage monster because I worked all day. This didn't get done. This Because we believe that the other person should infer our intentions. Right. And that idea is so flawed. It's, mm-hmm. it's very much 19 year olds in love kind of an, an idea. So when it's like, yeah. we're on this, we always think the same. No, exactly. <laughs> you even come close. But I think that's one area where we are really good at. And last night's even an example. So last night we were working really late and you said, do you want to, you want to grab the fur babies and go home and get, you know, our, we won't even talk about wait for dinner, yeah. <laughs> get our week dinner pulled together. Or do you want to stay here? And it's like, oh, I don't really care. And you're like, it doesn't matter to me. Pick one, you know, totally cool. But if we leave that up to each other to decide, so do you want to go home or do you want to stay? I'm going to go home. You would never be mad at me or be disgruntled or upset that I took that option. And if you said, hey, do you mind if I go home, get dinner prepped and you stay and and lock up? And if I said, no, I don't mind at all, it means... We don't mind. I got to tell you what's messed up. Mm-hmm. And we do this all the time. I would never take that because this is a real weird example, but I, I would always serve first and I'm never comfortable taking. So when there's a situation like that where it's like, hey, you go home, I'll stay here. You have to almost fight to make me leave because I would rather serve than than to take. And I actually it, don't know if I've ever stayed no, you what? run. <laughs> you run for the door. Um, but uh, <laughs> bye. Um, bye, Felicia. But when it comes that that moment where you're you haven't set the expectations, the other person's just kind of sitting there. And it's like, well, it's fifty fifty. I'm going to get this right, or I'm going to get it wrong. Right. And if you do that enough times in succession, succession, um, wrong guess, wrong guess, wrong mm-hmm. guess, and then things flare up, and then things get bad. And when those don't get resolved then there's a, a division that starts. Mm-hmm. And as soon as there's a little bit of animosity or anxiety about that other person, you'll start to just stop avoiding situations where there's decisions to be made yep. because you're like, I don't care. And you'll get to the point where you don't care about these five things. Yep. And then after a year or two, there's another five or 10 things you don't care about mm-hmm. that you don't address, you don't work for, you don't try. And then over longer periods of time, there's all these things that you don't bother trying for, you won't communicate for, you won't serve in. And now there's a whole laundry list of selfishness because Mm -hmm. now there's things that I just won't do because you've never read my intentions. Mm -hmm. And then you've got things that you won't do because you believe I take things that you do for granted. Because every day I just walk in the house and do my thing and don't really pay attention. Exactly. All the while... The one person is just thinking about how selfish the other person is because they're not meeting their demands that they don't know about. Yeah, it's quite twisted. Psychology is twisted. <laughs> um, now there, so setting expectations and talking up front. Now, when when it when you do hit something and there is a there's a flash or there's a flare up, being able to identify the problem in a calm and contextual manner. Right. Don't use inflammatory words. This is so elementary, but if this worked, then we wouldn't know so many people had screwed up relationships. So we're covering the basics that Mm -hmm. this is most likely, most intelligent people understand this. Mm -hmm. But if you are ever in a situation where you're tired, you got to commute, 
you've got noisy kids. There's no food in the house. Someone's got to go to sports. Someone's got to help someone with the kids. Mm -hmm. They got to go to kids CrossFit at night or you run a gym, (laughs) but you've got all these things. If you haven't spoken your expectations for the day and not in, not in the form of a command, it's just like, what do you feel about this for tonight? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And Mm -hmm. it's got to be kind of negotiated and hashed out. Right. One person by default will always seem to be the more selfish one because they're taking all the easy ways. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense? So if there's four or five things that have to happen tonight, what I always do is I try to balance out the pain in the ass stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get it. So if there's, yes. you've got to run an errand, you've got to go do a thing, yes. you've got to call somebody, you got, there's, a, there's a certain degree of, all right, on a scale of one to 10 being, 10 being a pain, that's a two, that's a two, that's a 10. There's got to be a balance where you, the, each person kind of instinctively balances for each other. Right. And if your communication sucks and you don't have intimacy and you don't have good commu- um, a good dialogue with each other, you never get to that point where you can honestly believe that the person can take it mm-hmm. and will give something else. Mm-hmm. I think along the same lines, though, it's to um, reading the signs of your your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend that when you're ex- like for you, for example, when you're exhausted and you'll still fight to the end. I mean, that's just your personality where if you were ready to fall over and I, you know, made a comment about, you know, our yard looks like it's a nightmare. (laughs) You would go out and cut it even if you'd fall asleep while doing it. But it's recognizing the signs and not placing other demands. So Hmm. you're, you are not a store person. You're not a shopping person. You don't like anything about it. So if, if I can run and do an errand for you or do something, I know that that's going to free you up to work on something else that needs to be done that you actually enjoy. So it's also knowing knowing each other's what they enjoy, knowing each other's moods, and caring enough to kind of help each other through it. I um if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense, but the other you have to care enough to do this. Of and you it's do. never too late in a relationship no matter what's happened or how many how long you've been married or how many arguments you've had mm-hmm. or you can always just say can we have a conversation and just start setting out expectations and an expectation doesn't mean boundary mm-hmm. and an expectation doesn't mean a list of chores no that's not what expectations is no and it's cool to rotate these things mm-hmm. all right um some friends of ours um alex and layla mm-hmm. they and i don't know if it was alex's idea he did a video on it long about a year and a half, two years ago. And he was talking about cheat codes yeah. and he referred to this and he was a newlywed and it was, um, it was entertaining because he was a newlywed, you yeah. know? And, um, <laughs> it's always funny to see new people and they're very robust in their marriage and what their tolerances are. It's like, yeah, go for it, dude. <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny that first awesome. like year or two, there's like nothing that oh, yeah. bothers you at all. Oh yeah. It's like, I would like sex every Tuesday morning forever. For, exactly. All right, it's like, yep. Sweet. I hope it works. <laughs> Um, but the idea was it's following that principle of, uh, setting expectations. It's Mm -hmm. kind of the same vein, which is why I'm bringing it up. Setting the expectations so that your person knows what you want them to do before the situation comes. That way there's no surprise when they fail you. Right. And remember we're human. We fail God every day. So don't put yourself higher than God to think that you are not someone to be toiled with. Yeah. Okay. God's more important than you and you screw up all day. Yep. Now, this cheat code idea is, um, and again, they were newlyweds, and they had the conversation of what would make you unbelievably happy? Mm-hmm. And he used the reference of cheat codes like video games. If you have the cheat code, you'd get superpowers, and you mm-hmm. get extra levels, and you get all these things if you just knew the code. Mm-hmm. So he referred to these things with his spouse and his spouse with him. 
what are my cheat codes? Right. So how, what do you need to do? What do I need to do to get you to the next level? Right. And it was pretty intelligent. It's like, well, I don't ever want to fix lunch again. Yep. And I don't ever want to fold shirts. Yep. You know, <laughs> I got that one covered. But they, you absolutely do. <laughs> perfect, first, perfect shirt folder. But the idea was, here's the top five cheat codes. Yes. And you can't be reckless with them. You know, uh, if it's my number one thing, I don't ever want to make dinners. And mm-hmm. it was funny because I, I think I looked at you at the time. I was like, I'll make all the breakfasts and most of the lunches for the rest of my life. Yes. I don't ever want to make a dinner. Yep. Because and you don't want to think about what to make for no, dinner. No, I just want to show you don't up. Want to, basically, you don't want any part of dinner except the eaten. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'll show the, up. Well, that's not true in the cleanup. And I'll, do the, and I'll do the cleanup, but I don't care what the heck is there. I just want to <laughs> see it, you know? So the idea was come up with five things for you and your spouse. You guys sit down. You don't write these together. You write them separately, mm-hmm. and then you hand each other your cheat codes. Yep. These are things that eternally will make your person happy. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to set expectations you don't have to infer it we've been married for 15 years you should know these things by now of course there's ways to do things Mm -hmm. and it's brilliant um as long as you're just able to keep life you know moving in that direction you have to constantly keep checking in to make it work but um that was brilliant as far as avoiding Mm -hmm. um contentious issues because if you're always if your person's always working to make you happy you are unless you're an a-hole, Unless you're, you're going to work to make your person happy. Yeah. And you can save all that time with the confusion and the anxiety and the anger in yep. some cases. And, and everything's great. I agree. And I think some of those things that would typically annoy people who don't have a relationship like you and me, they seem to escalate. Whereas we just kind of, we have our own buckets that we kind of work on. So our own responsibilities to contribute to our life. And then sometimes they cross over and and probably way more so for us because we actually work together too. But when any sort of a, I don't want to say an issue, but when something comes up that would probably rock some marriages to the core, you and I can kind of go with it. And I was just thinking about, cause you mentioned clothes. Do you remember? I don't remember how long ago it was. Cause I don't keep track of anything that's uh-huh. not important. You asked me one day, why did you stop putting away my clothes? And you said it in a way, and I remember... I'm going to sound like a lazy baby. No, not at all. But (laughs) can't you see? So I know you very well, and I know the reason you asked is because when I did it, you would open drawer and it was perfection. Mm -hmm. Everything was lined up. Everything was matched. Everything was perfect. (laughs) And then when I stopped and you did it, your drawers turned into like a teenage boy. They're destroyed. (laughs) Exactly. But... I think that if you don't have such open communication and and the desire to do something for your person, that kind of thing could really piss somebody off. Whereas for me, I, I remember saying to you, I don't know what happened, but the drawers are so packed full. I don't. I feel like when I put them in there, I'm just shoving, yeah. and it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I can't put something in there and have it be crammed and ugly. I think you also said that if you're not going to take care of it, I'm not putting anything in there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but fair. it was just a fun like it was one of the my favorite things you ever said because first of all it was just so genuine and real and raw but it was like i almost felt like you wanted to go like are you mad at me because you used to do this thing and then you stopped and now yep. look what's ha- look what happened in my dresser <laughs> it's chaos what, what the hell are you doing mm-hmm. the um the little things that you look around the house and you recognize that you never have to do them and you yes. don't really know about it until your person goes on travel. Yes. And when someone's out of the house and you're like, Ooh, how does this get done? Yes. Because it's completely, 
when when the house works as a partnership, mm-hmm. there should be a fair split mm-hmm. of again by ranking of irritability, by yep. ranking of pain in the ass, how much you you have to hustle and move. Um, but those opportunities um, of many are great examples on how you can serve without expectation or return. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this, but that's probably the number one reason I continue to work on my side of our relationship is serving is the only path to making sure that there's the potential for joy in the relationship. Yep. If, um, if you can picture two people chasing each other in a circle, mm-hmm. if one person stops moving, the other person just keeps running in the circle, um, the other person's going to get tired and they're not going to, they're going to notice that you're not doing anything. Right. But if you are actively working to outserve, that's probably another big one outserve. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be anything left to do anything left to say, and you should go to bed pretty happy every night. Absolutely. Unless you're just, unless you own a gym. i didn't expect that one otherwise everything's great <laughs> but i think the best advice to give people and you know we've we've talked to family and friends numerous times to say we recognize our marriage is not perfect mm-hmm. there's no such thing as it but we over almost 20 years together we have figured out a lot of ways to make it awesome like truly just enjoyable and fun and where I don't think I have ever felt taken advantage of or that I was ever outdoing or you know serving you more in any any time ever that's if you you listening should can you say that yeah can you feel can you Put yourself in a position where you don't think you have done more or have been taken advantage of mm-hmm. in your relationship. Think about the resentment that comes with that if somebody has that has been happening it. Right. That has been happening to them and nothing's ever spoken about it. Well, it's, because one person just says, Well, this is your role in the house and this exactly. is what you're gonna do from now on. And the other person just has no choice but to submit. It's like, well, I'm not gonna burn my marriage down over this. Yep. But I resent it. Yes. And I don't want to do this anymore. And I think that scary stuff is, is it's years and years and years of it that build up. And then you could have be married to somebody or dating somebody who's completely clueless because you're walking around with a smile on your face saying yep. everything's great. And on the inside, you're ready to, you know, rip their heart out of their chest. And it's like, if you just, I never get fearful asking you to do anything or helping me or I don't, I don't <laughs> ever get fearful asking you to do something that I just don't want to do. Because if you've got the time, I know you're going to do it. Just like I would hope you would know I would for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> I get frustrated because I don't prioritize well. And I, I can say that about myself, mm-hmm. that I, I let other things step in my path. Um, so you, you brought up something. If if it has been a while and you've never been able to bring it up, then that's a fault on, on both parties. Definitely. So... We've talked about this again. Again, this is a lot of regurgitation, but from time to time, we would actually just out of the blue, one of us would ask, is everything cool? Yeah. And it, you don't do it when things are bad or after you've had an argument or there's been some tension somewhere. Goodness, no. Definitely don't do it around the holidays. Um, but no, you're, don't do it on vacation when you're in all your glory. No, it's in the middle of a normal, yes. no biggie day. Yep. Um, you do a, a pulse check mm-hmm. and you just say, are we cool? Mm-hmm. Have I done anything? Have I said anything? Do we need to talk about anything? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a um, a free moment to where it's like, 
actually I've, I've been, cause most people don't know how to bring stuff up. Yep. You know, how do you bring, if there's no strife in the house, how do you use that opportunity to possibly introduce something that might cause a riff? Yes. So there has to be, again, the expectations. You can bring something up right now and it's not going to cause an argument, mm-hmm. but can I please talk about how you never pick up your socks? Exactly. Was that <laughs> reference to you? Yes, I was talking to myself. <laughs> it's not that I don't pick them up. It's that I leave them everywhere. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Um, I think the biggest one, you just touched on it, is just if something if something's bothering you, don't wait years to bring it up and just don't let it fester over time. And there is no benefit to doing it if something bothers you or if if you've you know asked your person a couple times hey do you mind doing this do you mind doing this unless again they're an a-hole it's just simply forgotten and remember that you also have probably forgotten one or two things in your life so if it's very important you know this about me if it's that important i write it down there's a sticky somewhere and i'm like hey honey when you can get to this and set the expectations not to your scale, but to your person's. So I would never be like, can you get the, um, you know, can you get the upstairs painted tonight? I want the whole thing done tonight. I'm, I'm tired of looking at it. I want it done tonight. Like, don't be demanding and, and ugly about it. Just say, hey, this is... That's another big one. Yeah. This is when you have time, can you do this? And if it's like, sure, and it'd be like, and if you, is there any way you can within the next 10 days? That's even better. Send a buffer. Exactly. Um, that's another thing. Guys or girls, if you s- agree to do something, you've got to kind of take pieces. I'm a person that will compartmentalize and do what I can as I move. So I like to break tasks up into periods. So you it's like, do. I will get this done, and yep. that way there's movement. Yes. Um, but also don't blow off something that your other person has said is important to them. Yeah. You can deprioritize it all you want, but if it's enough to where they brought it up, put it on a sticky <laughs> um, then it's a, it's important enough to pay attention to, exactly. which is why a lot of times if you've brought it up to me, I'm like, she wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't important. I'm right. going to go do this thing. And two, respect that each other's importances are different. I mean, there's something probably in the house that I would want done that you're like, that's the dumbest thing in the entire world, but you love and respect me enough that you're going to do it. And it's the same with you. It could be like, that's why is that even a priority? That's so silly, but you and I, we are so different mm. that I think a lot of those priorities would be different for us. Of course they would. Yeah. Um, which is why if you're not talking, it's never going to come out. No. It's almost been entertaining. The more you talk and the longer you are in a relationship with somebody, you can start to really appreciate the differences. <laughs> I mean, before it's like, we never get along. We have nothing in common. And now it's like, <laughs> I cannot believe how little we have in common. Oh, it's so much fun. Um, because... Just the the differences in the way we handle things, the way we uh, issue resolution, the way we have fun, the way everything's got a different nuance. Mm-hmm. And when you get into the very, very nitty gritty, even down to the tiniest of details, mm-hmm. they're the opposite. Yes. <laughs> they're, Completely. They're nothing the same. No. And that is something to be enjoyed. Yes. Um, because uh, you just don't know what the hell is going to come out. Our commonality is we both really love the Caribbean. That's the right. end. And we live in the same house. <laughs> The end times too. Well, and we love Fitz and Millie. <laughs> oh, we, we're we're so bad that the dogs are even opposite now. They're not even. <laughs> the dogs are more like us. Exactly. All right, awesome. So this was. Um, it's important enough to to bring up and discuss. I think I don't think we can talk about this too much um, mm-hmm. because unless your relationship is solid and fantastic and 
it's mutually beneficial all the time, mm -hmm. then you're not living a real joyful life. Yep. Um, the relationship shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a burden, shouldn't be um, something that you regret. It shouldn't be something that you um, use to control somebody with. Right. And then don't forget the people that watch you. And that's not just kids. I mean, heaven forbid you screw them up too, but mm -hmm. your friends, your mm -hmm. family, because your behaviors can be replicated in the circles that you run. Yep. So if you're shitty to your spouse, hang out with other people, they see you being shitty to their spouse, mm -hmm. that can rub off and they can be shitty to their spouses if they're not centered and balanced oh, people. Oh, we've seen it. Absolutely. Yeah, we know a bunch. Yeah, and I would too say that if your family and friends know that there is something about your person that you detest or behavior and your person doesn't know it first, you got some issues. There's certain things that should never leave. Exactly. Yeah. So keep it, keep what needs to be between you, between you. And if it lives in the house, it stays in the house. Exactly. I like that. Nothing should, nothing regarding your person or your relationship. No. And I, I hate saying this, but even with parents. No. Because there's, there's a point no. that, um, I mean, unless there's violence involved, but there's a point there where if you have an argument and that comes out, the person you're sharing is always going to, the sharing too is always going to be on your side. And well, they're always going to be like, that is SOB. Always. You need to put an end to that. Exactly. You know, because they're not going to, most people don't think perspective. They think, I'm going to defend you. I'm going to defend the person I love. To hell with the other person. And if you start opening that up and showing that that underbelly of your relationship to other people, that it's not two sided. As soon as you share it, it's one sided. Of course. And it doesn't matter what you say; they're always going to believe you. They're always going to take what you say at 100. percent And the other person's a piece of shit. Yes. So don't take that stuff out. No. And I think something fun with us, with our besties, is if we ever share anything that you know conflict we've had, we are both always present. Mm -hmm. Where we're like, oh my gosh, we've got to tell you. And typically ours is stems, it's been like a long couple weeks and we're just tired and pissy. We tell on each other. And so we will tell on each other together. So it's like, and then get a good laugh out of it and share kind of, you know, what we've learned or do you believe how ridiculous we both were? But we don't play that game of, I would n never sit with a girlfriend and be like, Brian's an an ass like um, uh, come on that happens a lot yeah not with you but with there's there's guys that do it too i know i believe it my wife is such an a-hole <laughs> yeah to clarify you were not calling me an a-hole not right now <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome guys i hope this is useful mm -hmm. um remember it's never too late to uh to try to make something greater and to seek joy everywhere you can yeah. and we talked about it in the beginning that if Jesus, I'll get real specific on my faith. Yeah. If Jesus is in your relationship, it's Jesus asking you to do the, to do the dishes. Exactly. It's Jesus asking you to mow the lawn. Your spouse is just the mouthpiece for it. But if you're sitting there, would you tell God no? You'd be <laughs> like, mm, you got it. You better believe it. You'd serve I'll, without question. Yeah, I'll do them twice. But now mm. if you look at your spouse, you're like, that's selfish. She never does anything around the house. I'm not doing it for her. She's not asking you. No. God's asking you to serve your spouse. Yep. So put that in your mind before you start flaring up. <laughs> All right, awesome. Hope this helps, guys. And it's a little bit of a break away from the same old, you need to work out, you're fat, you eat bad. <laughs> we all eat bad. Don't talk about macros? <laughs> That's right, no macro talk. <laughs> so this is a little bit of life. Spice of life. Spice of life. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. All right. Later. Bye.